right now on VFN TV. The Electoral College makes President-elect Donald Trump's election as President of the United States official Russian ambassador to Turkey murdered by an Islamic terrorist, a radical Islamic terrorist, and the United Nations admits their bias towards Israel and millennials right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. When Time Magazine will have no choice but to say what I want them to say. Newsweek, what I want to say. For the Spirit of God says, yes, he may have hot blood, but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way, and the economy of this country shall change rapidly, says the Lord of hosts. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be built. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Masa of SoftBank from Japan, and he's just agreed to invest $50 billion in the United States and 50,000 jobs. President-elect Trump, my friend, Congratulations on being elected President of the United States of America. You are a great friend of Israel. And I'm confident that the two of us, working closely together, will bring the great alliance between our two countries to even greater heights. I had a chance to talk to President-elect Trump last night to congratulate him on winning the election. And I had a chance to invite him to come to the White House so I have instructed my team and worked as hard as we can to make sure that this is a successful transition for the president-elect. I congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our country. Donald Trump is going to be our president. We owe him an open mind and the chance to lead. Our constitutional democracy enshrines the peaceful transfer of power. When his hand comes off the Bible, when he's sworn in as president, we are hitting the ground running. I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people it will. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Do you feel optimistic about America right now? A, a divided America? 100%. Why? It is the, I mean, this is a fantastic country. There's never been anything like it. This system will produce more and more stuff and better and better stuff. Trump also apparently offered a post to Robert Johnson, the founder of Black Entertainment Television. Johnson declined saying that as entrepreneur, he didn't want to go into government bureaucracy, but also said he never thought Trump is a racist or anti-African-American. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, see if we can find common ground, and uh, I think that's the best interest of African-Americans. And I think the church has got to wake up and realize this, that the culture is being changed by persons who are dedicated to uh, redefining the, uh, uh, the First Amendment freedom of religion as freedom of worship. We've got to understand that the greatest need in America is the next great awakening. We've got to become involved in activism. We've got to get off the bench, man. 
It's just like Psalm 133 says, there's a mighty, mighty anointing when the unity of the Spirit is present. Maybe we need a new vocabulary for speaking to the American people and the body of Christ that is neither left nor right, but uniquely biblical and American. We as a body of Christ have bought into the left-right paradigm, and we automatically lop off half the population when we talk that way, because it breaks my heart that members of the body of Christ seem to find in many instances their primary identity in their race, in their skin color. I think it is one of the tragedies of our nation, one of the shameful tragedies that 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is one of the most segregated hours, if not the most segregated hours in Christian America. Nobody can fix America but the church. The church is totally silent about race. We're, we, we are ourselves dysfunctional in our ability. We're family, but we're a dysfunctional family because we cannot talk about the elephant in the middle of the room. Right. And until we do, then the people in the street are taking up the conversation. And I think that they are God's judgment on a silent church. Oh. I believe that God is looking to raise up Martin Luther King Jr. with his mantle to heal the racial problem, but they're not going to just be black people. And because they're Christians, they're going to live, and they see Christianity as their primary identifier. There is an uprising coming. There is an uprising coming. Do not hold your peace from this day forward for the next five months. You will hear peace, peace, but there is no peace. The Lord says the sword of heaven is coming to liberate the ground. Now you got racists blaming each other. You got police blaming the people, the people blaming the police. You got parents blaming children, children blaming parents. When are we going to seek his face? When are we going to turn? Jezebel will not leave on her own accord, but I, the Lord, will cause her to fall from her tower of power. Even as of late, you have wondered if anything could unseat her from her evil purposes. Her victims are many. She has come to her final chapter. I, the Lord, will not tolerate her subversive activities any longer. Deliverance has finally come. With your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is Steve Skoloszewski. Well, we are so excited always about celebrating 12 days of Christmas. We're going to continue that today. But first, we want to talk about a president-elect, Donald Trump, as you can see right here. He has won. As a matter of fact, the Electoral College just met on Monday, and they voted. And this is the electoral outcome of the members of the Electoral College. Uh, Donald Trump received 304 votes. Hillary Clinton received 227 votes out of, three, out of 538 members designated by all 50 states. Well, officially, that means that uh, President-elect Donald Trump is the next president of the United States of America. As a matter of fact, this is, this is President-elect Donald Trump on his plane that night around 9 o'clock getting the results in. It's exciting 
America. You have made a choice for the next president. We're, we've prayed for a long time about who the president would be, and it looks like everything is in play, and we just want to support our president and what's going on. You know, in 12 days of Christmas, we uh, always want to think about, you know, what, what's, what's on people's hearts, what's, you know, it's focused around Jesus Christ. But in Chicago, the Wright brothers asked the Chicago citizens this question, you know, if you could have, as a matter of fact, before we go there, the president, the president-elect, Donald Trump, put a tweet out uh, that night when he was um, on uh, his airplane, I believe, about the election. This is what he said to his supporters right here. He said, we did it. Thank you to all of my great supporters. We just officially won the election despite all the distorted and inaccurate, inaccurate media. But that's so, you know, I just so, I'm so thankful for you, our supporters of VFN TV, because we're able just to deliver you know, what's happening instead of having all these agendas that are going on right there. And as you can see, when he was tweeting that, I guess he was in his airplane that night, you know, getting those tweets. Uh, and it's about nine o'clock on the night those election results came in from the Electoral College. The Electoral College is so important, by the way, because of um, it represents all 50 states. If we didn't have the Electoral College, we talked about on the program, that that means people would just focus on the big populated states, four or five of them, and they wouldn't even go to the other states. And our founders were so brilliant in how they put that together. So 12 days of Christmas, we wanna celebrate that by asking Chicago, the Wright brothers, asking Chicago citizens, if you could have anything you want with no limitations, what would you want for Christmas? Let's go there now. I hate that. I can't even tell her what I want for Christmas. Where is Christmas? I want my whole family home, and I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I hope it does too, but I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> World peace. Oh, <laughs> oh, what would you offer Christmas? Um, I think a Mediterranean cruise. That would probably be mine. What would you want? Mediterranean cruise? Well, mine would be a little bit pricier than that, but mine would probably be a 80s era Lamborghini Countach, the one with the doors that would open upwards. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. Uh, snow. Snow. I think snow is beautiful. <laughs> what would I like for Christmas? It's not in my Telekinesis. Freedom. 
more time. Things going with the way they are. Things have been remarkably good. I'd like to keep them that way. Good health and peace for everyone. This is hard. Um, I would have a horse. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see, uh, yeah, like everybody get along. Yeah. Anything at all? I don't know. I guess mine would be just to kind of have a, just a life that I could just do whatever I want whenever I want. Gloves. <laughs> Happiness. Uh, a car. A cool car. A solution to global warming. <laughs> One thing out of two. TLC. Uh, new car. Uh, maybe a plane ticket to Mexico. Would be good. I changed my mind. Uh, I want to ski chalet in Vail, Colorado. Okay, this is gonna sound really cheesy. Be with my babe. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> a family of four. I would love a like year trip around the whole world to go to every country. I would probably wish for our mother's health to be better. If I could have anything in the world. Can I be selfish in this or should I be giving? Okay, um, yes. I would like to win the Mega Millions because I have lots of causes that I would like to support. Uh, peace on Earth. Peace on Earth. Oh, okay, give me a million dollars. A million bucks, that'd be nice. Right. Is that it? Okay, thank you very much. What I want for Christmas. Inner peace, yeah. I figure if I got inner peace, I'm happy, and and if everything else in my life is going good, then you know. Probably everyone together for her, uh, Christmas, all my family. To live till I'm 200 years old. That's it. All right. Merry Christmas, Uh, no work the rest of my life. No taxes. Small bag of money. Yeah, sure. Big bag. I don't know. I would love if people could travel freely from country to country without pay. A uh, trip to Ibiza, Spain. And uh, everything covered. Ten grand would probably work. Happiness. Happiness. Take care. My dad to come home. Oh, we're just going to take some nice time with the family. That's all I want. Uh, I want to see my family. Good health. Anything for everybody or just for me? Family harmony. <laughs> Peace. Um, I think I'd want a trip around the world. Uh, a Lego set of the Slave One. America to get its jobs back. <laughs> Mine's cooler. <laughs> I want my family to be together and happy and my kid to be safe and healthy. I'd use a PC, you know, the right answer. The real answer would have been a lot of money, but I was going to say that. I would just like my family, my whole family, to be together for one holiday, probably. That doesn't happen often, but it would be nice. I just want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to have their jobs and be able to support their families for Christmas. That way we can all have a good one. That's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> That's what I want. That's probably one of the best ones yet. Let me grab that mic. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. you have a... I smell onion. I just ate a... Oh, no, that's all right. It's breezy out here. You have a good one. <laughs>
We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas from VFN Television. And also we want to say that you have a blessed Christmas this Christmas season. We get back from this break. Tragedy has taken place in Turkey. The uh, Russian ambassador to Turkey was murdered by a radical Islamic terrorist. It was a tragedy. We'll have more on that when we get back from the break. Conversation Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Did you know that Jesus himself said, apart from abiding in him, that we can accomplish nothing? So many people want to be able to do that, but you know what? They don't have a plan to do it. We put together a simple plan for you, and it's at iabide.org. It's iabide.org. Go there and request your plan today. It is amazing how your life will change when you begin to spend time with him who created the universe. He's been desiring that you would do that. It's at iabide.org. Request your simple plan today. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Data Radio Program. Every single day we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's, we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices, and online. We're all over the world, and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store. You can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And this is something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much, and thanks for watching.
Welcome, welcome back. I want to encourage you, if you love that music, that's Best Christmas Ever from New Song. You can find out the details at VFNTV.com on the front page. My goodness, well, the Electoral College, Steve, yes. has already met. Yes, it and has. They, all 50 states that came together with their capitals, mm -hmm. and they all voted. And they selected uh, with big numbers, mm -hmm. you know, 307, something like that, for president. Who our next president's going to be. Yeah, so Donald, President-elect Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States, sworn in on January the 20th. Mm -hmm. And they're already uh, offering uh, passes, I think, to be able to even to go, oh, wow. you know, for that. Uh, but we'll always be here on television <laughs> right here to bring it to you. Well, tragedy took place. Um, you know, it's Christmas. You're looking at those who are loyal to the Quran and radical jihadists or radical Islamic terrorists struck mm -hmm. again in Turkey and murdered, murdered the Turkish, uh, Russian ambassador to Turkey. As a matter of fact, let's go there now on report. The, the Russian ambassador to Turkey was murdered in the Turkish embassy by an Islamic radical jihadist, and he's declaring even now what his uh, loyalties are. Right, this took this tragedy just took place in Turkey. You're seeing the ambassador laying on the ground, murdered by radical jihadist terrorists, radical Islamic terrorism. And this is what he's shouting right here. I want you to see what he's shouting right here. After the murder, after this Russian murder that's taking place right here, he's shouting with the murder weapon in his hand, we are descendants of those who supported the prophet Muhammad for jihad. When people are telling you that jihad is a peaceful thing, that's jihad. That's what jihad looks like. That's what jihad looks like. And it's just a tragedy to be able to, to see something like that. And our hearts and prayers go out to uh, the people mm -hmm. in Russia that lost their ambassador, was murdered by a radical Islamic terrorist. And, uh, and, and, and you'll be hearing our, on our next program as well, you know, in Berlin, they're trying to come against, you know, uh, peace, democracy, and come against Jesus Christ, uh, Christmas, a celebration of, of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you'll notice these attacks happening at the time of right. Christ Christmas. And it's just when people hear radical Islamic terrorists, that's what they're talking about. And one good thing um, uh, that we're hearing from our, our new president that you, America, voted in, he's saying that he wants to name, mm -hmm. he wants to name uh, the enemy of, of so many, but also the enemy of America, our constitution. And also uh, we're starting to hear, according to Pat Robinson of CBN, that there's over a, th a thousand pages in the FBI library that was removed that, that, that identified radical Islamic terrorism. Mm -hmm. And President Barack Obama had it all removed according to Congresswoman Michelle Bachman from everywhere, uh, identifying this enemy as an enemy. Yeah. And now uh, you're looking at our new president that you elect is coming in and he's gonna put all that back to understand maybe if that would have been in, maybe the uh, Turkish, the Russian ambassador to Turkey would be alive today. He was murdered in cold blood and our hearts go out and we just pray that the, the that we need to pray for our Homeland Security, pray mm -hmm. for our law enforcement, pray for the Secret Service and all those that, that work to protect our land and defend our Constitution from enemies, foreign 
and yeah, domestic. domestic. And domestic means enemies within our own state. Well, I'll tell you what, shifting the news right here, the United Nations, the head of the United Nations, uh, Chief National Security General Ban Ki-moon, Ki uh, he uh, has been over for quite some time. I don't know the number of years. But as he's leaving, you can see, I guess you can see Moon right here. Yes. That uh, he, as he's leaving, one, I forget who this, I wish I could remember who this was. But there's one particular man, he says, one thing I hate to hear. I hate to hear a, 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 um, a retiring politician, and they say at the end of their entire political career. After all the time with our service and the leadership. Yes, they say, you know, this is what needs to be done. It's like, you just spent your whole time in leadership mm -hmm. and now they're leaving. And what he admits is there's been a biased treatment against Israel, which we, we've known it, but just to hear the, the, general, uh, the general secretary to the United Nations. That's a huge to, statement. To say, acknowledge what's going on. We'll yeah. show you more about that. But he's saying there has been a bias against mm -hmm. Israel out of the United Nations and we've been talking about that and talking about that. And we're excited. This is yeah. a great sign right here. As a matter of fact, the first thing he says is... He says, uh, he admitted on Friday, he said the, organiza or the organization has a disproportionate amount of resolutions against Israel. So we talked about this dispro dis disproportionate, you know, and he's, he's saying mm -hmm. on Friday that, um, that it's, it's just huge. You're about to see in a moment. But basically, 10 million to one. But that's not, it's, I'm exaggerating but they would always focus on Israel. It's been crazy. I mean, you're looking at, you're gonna hear Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in a moment talking about 250,000 deaths in Syria. Well, that was October 2015. Now it is up to 450 plus thousand mm -hmm. that have died. And they've only had one violation from the United Nations. Against Syria. The Syria, while you had just bukus of- Resolution of, after resolution against against Israel. against Israel. And just now, the president of the General Assembly is now saying, yes. we've got things- We're glad he's saying <laughs> it, but you know, great loss of life and troubles yeah. happen. He also said, what else did he say? He said that uh, the anti-Israel sentiment has foiled the ability of the United Nations to fulfill its role effectively. So he's saying the bias has prevented it from operating mm -hmm. as it should be happening. This is exciting. The sad thing about it, he's a retiring politician, he's leaving and another one's coming in. So hopefully the new one's gonna have this, this, the right, same sentiments that are mm -hmm. going on. But what else did he say he also said? Well, uh, the um, Israeli ambassador to the United Nations, Danny Dannon, said, uh, over the last decade, I have argued that we cannot have a bias against Israel at the UN. I think that's actually was the Security Secretary Council as well that was mm -hmm. there. And when you're looking at it, it's like a broken record. It's like a broken record over and over again in the past decade as they spoke against, and this is what the, mm -hmm. the ambassador was saying right there, that this has been like a broken record. And it has been. You've heard us talk about it. And we haven't stopped talking about it, even though you're thinking about, you know, when are you going to do something with this? You know, when are you going to do something about this? And you've been praying, we've been praying, we've been asking God, we've been prophesying, and we're seeing this huge shift. And what else did the Prime Minister Dannon say of, uh, uh, to Israel? He said, during this time, the United Nations passed 223 resolutions condemning Israel, while only eight resolutions condemning the Syrian regime, as it has massacred its citizens over the past six years. This is absurd, he says. Yeah, and it's just been going on and on and on continually, and you're thinking, like, when are they going to actually respond to this? Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, he says that 33... During this time of this decades, 33 Israelis and two foreign visitors have been killed, as you can see right mm -hmm. here, 
uh, in uh, pa Palestinian stabbings that we've been showing right. you that's taking place, shootings and car rammings since October of the last year. And it's, it's just crazy. You're at a bus stop. You know, you're, you're, you're an Israeli citizen. You're about mm -hmm. to catch the, the, the bus or the route, mm -hmm. whatever they call it. And all of a sudden this lady comes up and she looks like a, you know, what you can see her because she's in a hijab. She has her purse. And she pulls this big, long butcher, butcher knife. knife out, like 14 inches, and begins to try to, she Stab literally it. stabs yeah. you know, the person standing at the bus. And it's like, and the United Nations has been overwhelmingly being, being uh, not even talking about these things taking place that we just mentioned. And while all this is happening, they're condemning yeah. Israel, and they're passing resolutions on how Israel's in the wrong. Exactly, yeah. exactly. As a matter of fact, so the UN, who the, you're just seeing, you know, Ki-moon uh, Ki talking about mm -hmm. that, hey, we've been biased, you know, and of course he's just one person on there, but it would be nice when he was sitting at the council and facing everybody mm -hmm. going, you're biased, and Bibi did that, mm -hmm. but let's go back and look at what the United Nations has done in this unstoppable voting block because th things are shifting. This is so exciting, this moment of mercy and grace that we're seeing right now. Let's go back and look at what the biasedness that against Israel that, that the resigning or retiring uh, President of General uh, yeah, Assembly. Uh, ban Ki-moon is talking about, because this he see, he was there during this entire during, time. Well, most of it. As a matter of fact, take a look at it here. No matter how you feel about the United Nations, it's the one place on planet Earth where nations get together and attempt to speak with one voice. That's why their resolutions can make a big difference. So when people all around the world see that approximately 40% of the UN Human Rights Council resolutions were against just one country, most of us would assume that country must be a really bad place. Perhaps ruled by, oh, say, a genocidal dictator who kills his own people, or maybe a tyrant continually threatening to annihilate another country. But actually, the country that has been condemned more times than every repressive country on Earth combined is a democracy, the only viable democracy in the Middle East, Israel. And with these repeated resolutions against Israel, it's easy to see why so many in the international community perceive Israel as a major cause of world problems. But are all these resolutions really justified? Because whether or not you agree with how Israel is handling its many challenges, when you do a basic comparison, like the number of deaths Israel is responsible for with the number of condemnations they've received, and then make that same comparison with other countries, it paints a surprising picture of a possible double standard. What could explain the enormous imbalance? Quick history lesson. In 1975, Cuba needed to gather support in order to take down the biggest democratic superpower dominating the global schoolyard, the United States. Seeing how the UN was mostly controlled by the democratic superpowers, Cuba, along with other communist nations, finally found a way to even the playing field. Because it just so happened that, at the same time, a number of Muslim countries were looking for new creative ways to gang up on Israel. So the communists realized that by joining the Muslims' anti-Israel coalition, they could create an unstoppable voting bloc inside the UN. Because with every resolution they passed against Israel, they simultaneously discredited Israel's ally, the United States. So in 1975, the newfound communist Muslim voting bloc spearheaded the passing of a UN resolution that officially stated, Zionism is a form of racism. Yes, Zionism. The movement trying to find ways to protect Jews from racism was redefined as racism. 
which is kind of like saying the civil rights movement is racism and Martin Luther King is a racist. This is why resolution after resolution after resolution against Israel from 1975 until this day. You see Ki Moon, he is the one that has, has said that they have been biased. Well, you're looking at the stats right there. We just had the stats on there. And it's overwhelmingly biased towards Israel. And October of last year, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu went to the United Nations and he spoke to them. He said, listen, it's time for this to stop. As a matter of fact, let's go there now. And the UN, the UN distinguished delegates should do one more thing. The UN should finally rid itself of the obsessive bashing of Israel. Here's just one absurd example of this obsession. In four years of horrific violence in Syria, more than a quarter of a million people have lost their lives. That's more than 10 times, more than 10 times the number of Israelis and Palestinians combined who've lost their lives in a century of conflict between us. Yet last year, this assembly adopted 20 resolutions against Israel and just one resolution about the savage slaughter in Syria. Talk about injustice. Talk about disproportionality. 20, count them, one against Syria. Well, frankly, I'm not surprised. To borrow a line from uh, Yogi Berra, the late great baseball player and part-time philosopher, when it comes to the annual bashing of Israel at the UN, it's deja vu all over again. Enough. 31 years after I stood here for the first time, I'm still asking, when will the UN finally check its anti-Israel fanaticism at the door? When will the UN finally stop slandering Israel as a threat to peace and actually start helping Israel advance peace? This is so important because this is what the, the, the uh, ambassador, Israel's ambassador to the United Nations was saying. This is what the you know, Secretary General uh, uh, Ban Ki-moon was talking about. And that was a year ago. And by the way, that's 250,000 Syrians that were dead then. Today it's over 450,000 and only one ruling against them. And you're looking at that, that we need to respond. No, Kim. Uh, Ki-moon is leaving, so we got to pray for whoever replaces yeah. him that they'll pick that. But I'm telling you, one year ago, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, he looked dead center at every nation in the United Nations, and he's just saying, when are we going to stop this? As a matter of fact, let's remember that moment, what he did October 1st, 2015, Kim, which means Ban Ki-moon knew that was yes. going on, but they were silent as can be. Take a look. The Assembly of Experts. He spoke about Israel, home to over six million Jews. He pledged, quote, 
there will be no Israel in 25 years. End quote. Seventy years after the murder of six million Jews, Iran's rulers promised to destroy my country, murder my people, and the response from this body, the response from nearly every one of the governments represented here, has been absolutely nothing. Utter silence. Deafening silence. Perhaps you can understand why Israel is not joining you in celebrating this deal. You look at that. I was looking for Ki, you know Ki Moon. He wasn't even there, you know, sitting moment. as the uh, uh, the leader of that. But listen, it's changing. Yeah. You know, we're looking at shifts, this mercy shifts taking place, and it is is it is it's it's, it's this is epicenter of great potential transition. Yes. And when we get back from the break. I'm going to tell you what the Lord shared with me prophetically about what we need to do during this time because there's something the church needs to be doing as God is showing forth great mercy to America and to Israel and to the world. But first we have this break for you. I just offer for you at the end of the break. Offer 2021. The greatest among us are those who serve us, the humble, for they come to us in God's power. Today it seems so many are trying by every means possible to promote themselves, get more, reach the top, and get the most. But Looking back on how God showed us His humility through His Son, Jesus Christ, puts everything in the right perspective. Of course, there was, is, and never will be anyone who was on earth more powerful and worthy than Jesus Christ. Yet He humbled Himself before His Father, God, and man, while entrusting Himself to His Father who judges justly. In these days, according to the New York Post, more people die taking selfie pictures of themselves than those that died of shark bites in a time an estimated 1.44 billion people who say, check out my Facebook, according to the statista.com, are posting their every thought or action. Humility seems to be the last thing on many people's minds. Find out what is meant by humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. God is looking for men and women who he can promote in life, in relationships, in business, and in ministry but he will only exalt and loan his power to the humble. Remember, the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can always go back to him and learn of his ways if we've gotten on, off track. Become a VFN TV partner at vfntv.com. Partner now with us. Or you can also write to us at VFN TV, 40 West Nine Mile Road, number two, PMB 360, Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or you can contact us at 844-408-3688. That's offer 2021. 
The greatest among us are those who serve us, the humble, for they come to us in God's power. Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. We have a great way for you, our VFN radio listeners, to connect with us beyond the program. So many of our VFN radio listeners want more. Well, we have more for you. You can go to VFNTV.com and select VFN Torch. When you see the VFN Torch, you'll be able to get our highlights where we take a program beyond just what you hear on the radio. You'll see videos, you'll have pictures, and so much more. Not only will you be able to listen to these and watch more content, but you have the ability to email them to your friends, to your family, and spread the word. Let me tell you something. Take VFN Radio to the next level. Get more by going to VFNTV.com and select the VFN Torch now. Is the Bible a banned book within a state penitentiary? This is Law and Justice with Jay Seculo. I work at a juvenile institution for the state of California. I have always had my Bible on my desk, my personal Bible, and the chaplain has asked me to hand out materials for the students that request it. My supervisor has informed me that I must remove all the materials, including my personal Bible, and I'd like to know what my rights are concerning that. Now I'm going to get you right over to our legal department at the American Center for Law and Justice because inside of prisons throughout the United States, and that would include uh, juvenile facilities, there are chaplains, and those chaplains have Bibles, and those chaplains give spiritual counsel. And inmates that are in custody are also encouraged and allowed to go to worship services that take place. So the idea that a Bible would be off limits in the workplace of a juvenile detention facility is just ridiculous. Hang on the line. We'll get our lawyers in touch with you right away. Do you have questions about your religious liberties? Get straight answers from ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org. Candy Barrows from Avida, Florida, who's in finance, wants me to talk about anger. Candy, I, I bet that's not your problem. Uh, but let me tell you what I know about me when I have those moments of anger. Too many times I get disappointed in myself when I uh, get upset too quickly. And I realize a couple things cause it. One is sometimes I think that uh, I deserve special treatment. And why am I not getting what I want when I want it, at the time I want it, how I want it? And that kind of flashes up, and pretty soon I become a little curt, a little cutty and short, and, and, and I say something or express maybe something with my face that I shouldn't. And here's what I've known. Uh, Any time that I have a tendency to be upset, if I will just wait for the what I call the five-second rule. The five-second rule is just very simple. Don't do anything. Just take a deep breath. Just kind of allow yourself to collect yourself. And then after five seconds, you know what happens a lot of times? You begin to see the unnecessary thoughts and actions that you're wanting to take, and you just kind of pull back. Um, here's what I know. We all are emotional, but we don't have to allow our emotions to control us. Successful people manage their emotions well. And Candy, I bet you will today. Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. 
Welcome, welcome back. You know, that is a new song. You want to get that, you go to vfntv.com. The details are on the front. Best Christmas ever. Can you imagine somebody walking up to you and giving you $1,000? As a matter of fact, giving people that work with you $1,000 mm-hmm. and said, you go find someone to give this to. That's exactly what they did with the Lowell Police Department. <laughs> and it's a powerful thing. And, and it's so, you know, the, this particular wealthy man, this, this uh, uh, philanthropist, mm-hmm. wanted to be able to go there because they lost two officers in a short period of time in the line of duty. And, and it was so powerful what he did. As a matter of fact, we could even show you what took place. Let's take a look. Last week, the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department was on the take. I want to give each of you $1,000. Each officer in this room got at least a grand, courtesy of the anonymous wealthy businessman I know only as Secret Santa. This is the day for you to just have fun. We ready to roll? All right. Their assignment was to go out into the community and find people who look like they could use an extra hundred this holiday season. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out something to wear for Christmas. People like Gwendolyn Jones. And I told my family already that we're not going to be able to do Christmas this year because I just don't have the money to do it. Didn't have the money to do it <laughs> until now. And that's how it went. Oh my God. Benjamin after Benjamin. Oh my, this is for real. Armed assault oh after wonderful armed assault. <laughs> Most of the people they just happened upon, but some they sought out. Officer James Turney knew of a homeless woman staying at this motel with her two young children. Hi, Crystal. In fact, Turney is paying for their room out of his own pocket. Here's $1,000. Yeah. He gave her everything. You make me a better person. Thank you. There are men and women that wear the badge and they stay on the line to protect us and to serve. It is no coincidence that Secret Santa chose the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department to give away his money this year. He's from around here, and this relatively small department lost two officers in the line of duty just 10 weeks apart. Allowing them this privilege was meant as a reminder of the inherent goodness in people. It's really neat because they see that you're a human being too. You're just like them. and. Uh, I think the uniform goes away, and uh, you just realize that we're all the same people, and uh, that's, that's the gift to me for this. In the end, the officers gave out nearly $30,000 to random strangers and special causes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Those on the receiving end will no doubt have a merrier Christmas, while those who gave it away got to keep something even better, a message for a happier new year. We have angels. Yes. in the heaven, but here mm-hmm. you are the angels, are, you can uh, touch us. You can take that to the bank. Wow, so you're looking, that was just, that's amazing. The thousand dollars he gave to each of those officers mm-hmm. and they went out and just asked what's on their heart. It's so cool when you actually look behind the uniform because police officers are people too, but also citizens. Yeah our people too. It's time for us to come together. And we're so excited about civil Christianity. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but when we get back from this break, we're going to be talking about the millennials reaching that generation, an exciting thing taking place at this break. Thank you. 
almost 7 billion people who are living on planet Earth right now. And I wish every one of them could read through the Bible before they ended their time on Earth. It's where we find truth. It's, it's what God says about himself. Because everyone has an opinion about what is right and what is wrong, but ultimately it doesn't matter what you think. We all think differently. Every culture has a thought of what is right and what is wrong. And there's a majority in every culture that, that, that buys into a certain belief system. And yet what scripture says is, you know, the grass is going to wither, the flower is going to fade, but the word of God, the word of our God will stand forever. At the end, we're not going to be judged by the majority. We're going to be judged by God himself. We need to get people alone with this book, reading it for themselves, understanding it for themselves, because when this is all over, it's going to be about God's word. And his authority is the only authority. Welcome back. That is new song, Best Christmas Ever. You can find out details how you can get it at VFNTV.com. Well, you know, the millennial generation, it's, as a matter of fact, this is the first generation that there's actually more mm -hmm. unmarried people, uh, that millennials, than there are married millennials. Oh, wow. First time ever. And, and it seems like people have stopped trying to reach out for them. And we're excited. It's one thing that we really focus on and have a passion for is to reach. We've been doing it ever since the Malachi mm -hmm. mandate. We'll be showing you more about it in the future. But this generation's hungry for the, for authentic, authenticity, uh, uh, authentic relationship, authentic relationship, authenticity, authenticity, and and just family. They'll go to Starbucks and you'll see. Remember, we were, uh, Pat and I were in a, in a um, and John were in a uh, a coffee shop just recently, and there was a young man there. He was uh, a millennial, and he is studying for his chemistry test which, you know, Pat's excellent at those kind of things. Forgive me for saying that. And so, and, and so here he is under, stressful, and he looked over at us and he said, can you pray for me? Oh, wow. You know, and so we prayed for him, we blessed him, and so he do, he's doing his study of this thing called chemistry that, that you know, Pat and I, we just had to pray, Lord, touch him. <laughs> and so in that, though, when he was leaving, he turned to us like a family member and said, thank you. Mm -hmm. This generation, they want family, authentic family. They don't want this organized institutionalized uh, thing. They actually want uh, you know relationship. And I'm excited about uh, this new church. It's called Netcast Church, where they're believing to to reach over 700,000 people. But as millennials, yeah. prim they're primarily turning there. Let's take a look. January 23rd, a group of maybe 20 people gathered together 
uh, here to start a church, not knowing what was going to happen. In the last year, we've seen about 700 people come through the doors of Netcast Church. We've seen about 100 people gathered together in uh, about eight different community groups. In the last year, there's been over 26,000 uh, in-bed plays, downloads from our videos, six continents um, in every single state in the United States. Our influence is growing like crazy. Um, and so here we are, we're, we're here standing in the YMCA where this thing began. We're moving, we're out of here. We've started here at the YMCA and we've outgrown it. We're gonna be moving now to this place. And here we are. And when we, when we started at the YMCA, I mean, we, we didn't really know what was going to happen. And, um, and we, we had no parking, we had no seating, we had, you know, horrible acoustics and sound. We've got 150 parking spaces here on campus. We've got hundreds and hundreds of seats. Put your finger on this school right here and do about a 12 mile radius. You've got about 700,000 people in this area where 2% of those people maybe attend an evangelical church. We can literally go two blocks to the right and be in Section 8 housing and you go two blocks to the left and you're in multi-million dollar mansions. And so the, the, the diversity here in this particular location is just um, really a great picture of what the gospel should be. We're just excited about you know, the, the reality that we could mobilize so many people as a church here on this location to do so much ministry here in this region. Lives are gonna be changed. We, we don't exist to just build an infrastructure. We exist for the glory of Jesus. I wanna encourage you, do not give up on the millennials. Even though you're seeing these statistics, we're one generation away from a pagan society, and it's for us to realize we need to reach the unreached mm -hmm. and not just continue to reach the reached yeah. and moving on and coming for the lost and begin to reach them where they are. And one thing that's unique to his ministry, and I want to be able to close out in prayer, is that he just talks about it like it is. And people just want to hear you really talk about it. And that's why we always talk about our testimonies yeah. to let you know how horrific we are outside of Jesus that's Christ. Right. But God uses us and saved us, and he can save you too. You've got to meet my father org to find out more details. I want to pray with you right now. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this turn with the United yes. Nations, at least by the leader, even though he's leaving, that you would put in the right leader over the United Nations. We thank you for the fellowship and the friendship that's taken place, God, in the Middle East, uh, partnering with Israel. And Lord, we thank you, Father God, for these uh, this man that gave this money to the officers to be able to hand out to show love, Lord, uh, during this Christmas season. And Lord, we ask you right now, this Christmas season, Lord, that you would end abortion, sin revival, send a third great awakening, we pray in Jesus' name. God bless and Merry Christmas. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you've joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at vfntv.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. You know there's over 25 million children living in fatherless homes in America. The father's absence and the degrading of the father's role is just all around us. You know why? because the enemy wants to destroy our perception of what a father is. But I got news for you. The reason why the all outright attack is on the natural father, 
because Father God loves you and has got a plan for your life and he's trying to, to break down the, give you a, a, a life of no grid to be able to find what a father is. Let me tell you something. Uh, father God loves you and has a plan for your life. As a matter of fact, he made a roadmap. He made a way to him, a bridge to him. He loves you so much and he wants you so much in his family. He wants to be your father that he gave his son, Jesus Christ. Listen, you can go to meetmyfather.org, meetmyfather.org, where you can meet Father God through his son, Jesus Christ. We share a couple of our stories to kind of give you a grid that we're all the same. But you know what? God loves you and has a plan for your life. Find him, meet him. Go to meetmyfather.org. You've got to meet him.